0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's In this league.
1: impregnable.
0: Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? that blow your mind? That
2: just happened. Welcome in, friends. It is In This League right here on Sports Grid. Get on the grid. It is the In This League Live podcast radio show with Bogman Welsh. Just the radio edition of some of our craziness where Bogman and I get to, uh, we get to open up the floodgates of conversation because there's a lot to talk about. There is baseball in the waters. Even some basketball, Zion, 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 and we got some football going down. There's a little old Super Bowl game that happens to be dropping next week, Bogman, with my San Francisco 49ers. No you gotta
3: deal. be, you got a lot going on this next I, week. I got, got here, a so.
2: lot going on. That's right. You're moving. Uh, I'm moving you, Super Bowl weekend.
3: Yeah, and then you've got the Super Bowl. You're coming up uh, for that because you came over to my place last weekend and the Niners won. They did do that. So, Except I, I'm I'm wavering. I'll be honest
2: with you. I'm wavering because I almost didn't come up to your house for the championship week game because the idea of the drive I have to do and then to be there time. around anybody if the Niners are getting their asses handed to themselves – being mad, being around everybody, and then having to—it's like a walk of shame. Everybody would be by, a f-
3: by everybody you mean me and Jag?
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> more than <laughs> one, more this. than me, more than my personality, <laughs> my twelve personalities that are there,
3: and I then feel a couple like of be you. Better to be around us than be around your kids when you're that mad.
2: <laughs> no, I mean no, but what I'm saying it's like there's a walk of shame that's involved. There's a 45-minute drive after that I'd get to think and be mad. It's like. um It would be, it's like going to the casino and just getting your ass handed to you at the casino and then the drive home where you're just like, I could have just stayed home and not spent that money. And now I don't have money to do that. You know, it's like that. But. It's just like, I just spent all that time driving and I just, and the Super Bowl, eh, ah, ah, and then, you know, there's going to be like road rage and I don't know. I'm not sure if it's safe for me to be on the road.
3: So you're telling me, I mean, I, mean I, I know what a maybe means in the Welsh's world. Well, you so say that,
2: but I said maybe to coming over to your house the last true. time and I came
3: over. But on a scale of one to 10, how surprised do you think I was when you said, oh, well, you text me in the morning. 14. You were yeah. a 14.
2: You're like, what? You're like, all right, I need three hours to
3: vacuum my house and decatify it. Right, right. Uh, like my my main fear is that people come over here and they're like, yeah, it smells like a cat lady's apartment. I walked, like, I swear to
2: God, I walked into Bogman's house I wa- and I'm like, oh, it's your place. And he's like, does it smell like cats? And it was barely like a high. I was like, no, it smells fine. It smells like you just sprayed all the potpourri.
3: That's all. It smells yeah. fine. Yeah. That's exactly what I did too. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I just like, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a concern. I think it's a valid concern concern because I've got two cats in a little apartment and you know, uh, I, I know that people that own cats go nose deaf to it. You yeah, know what sure. I mean? Like they just can't smell the cats. Oh, it's like
2: parents with cool. kids. Like they, they don't realize how loud or obnoxious their kids are. And then they're just like, yeah. yeah. And everybody else is like, could you get your kid, like, off that six-foot statue, please, holding, you know, <laughs> his little brother upside down? Like, could you please?
3: Get him off my car before I leave, please. Yeah. Be could you amazing. tell your child
2: to stop hitting yeah. me in the leg with a stick like he's done for the last four minutes? And he's like, oh, just let him finish. <laughs> you know, like, parents are so jaded. The same thing happens like cat owners.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just don't want to be that person. Yeah, you know? I get
2: that. I'm I get. i just saying I'm, I'm nervous about it because it's a uh, – you know, it's important. This is, the 49ers have gone to six Super Bowls. They've won five of them. The last one that they were in in 2013, they lost, and it was depressing for them to lose for that game, and that was right. hard to deal with. This has got a lot not in their favor. There's some stuff we'll talk about. I actually found a really interesting article on ESPN, Shocker, um, about but how the game is being handicapped right now. And there, there's a lot of buzz, but what I would say is at least – We have this really, really great lead-up to the Super Bowl and this almost pre-Super Bowl palate cleanser in the Pro Bowl. Oh, thank (laughs) God we have the Pro Bowl the week before. to You know what? Nothing gets you jacked up for the biggest game of the football year than taking a week off and going into a game that nobody cares about or takes seriously. I so firmly stand... Not only is the Pro Bowl embarrassing, but it is the stupidest thing to have it go on at the end of the season right before the Super Bowl. Do it like MLB. You know what? Give everybody their—we're always talking about having—you know how the NFL is like, we're going to have a second bye week. Why don't you have week 10 be the Pro Bowl week,
3: halfway through the
2: season, and give they're everybody a break? They're just never
3: going to do that. Yeah, they're just never going to do—like, even a skills competition, right? Uh, I mean, there's guys that won't run the 40 at the Combine because they're afraid of Do it after hamstring. Them. Do it
2: after the Super Bowl.
3: Then you could actually maybe get the Super Bowl contestants in there. I, I know yeah, I'm on an island on this. Bowl, this is the uh, worst. No, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, I don't know that there's a good way to um, to solve this problem. because Well, cancel it. it well, yeah, absolutely cancel it. Uh, I mean, they have the skills challenge, but to be honest, like the dodgeball game, uh, that they have yeah. for the Pro Bowl is way, way, way more exciting. Well, all I care about the is the Pro skills Bowl. challenge. I've said that for basketball. You know, when basketball
2: does the, um, I don't care even about the like rookie sophomore game. I hate the game itself. But it's when they do the, the, the skills Bills challenge, test. yeah, baseball should do it. Baseball should do, you know, in the, um, the Arizona Fall League a couple of years ago, they used to have this kind of a skills challenge where these guys, they would put up all these different markers over the field and guys could get points by hitting stuff. And they should do stuff like that with baseball. All we care about is these guys doing unique, cool stuff. That dodgeball game, if you haven't seen it, it was awesome. It came down to Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry versus um, Devonta Adams and somebody. And it uh, Chubb got eliminated. It's down to two-on-one. And Devonta Adams steps over the line, gets eliminated, and then it was a defensive guy for the Packers. Launches a ball at Jarvis Landry, and of course, wide receiver. He made a badass catch, eliminated to win the volleyball uh, to win he was the uh, dodgeball. Balls
3: too, and he dropped them both to catch that ball. It was awesome. So, it like yeah. literally, I I will talk about the dodgeball
2: game more than I'll ever talk about the pro ball. That is what <laughs> we need. But I'm also still, you know, I'm still pretty like adamant that. I mean, football can get away with it, but the idea of having an extra week off and that this stuff is implanted in the middle of it, it just... Like, this week is nothing to me. It means nothing to me because it's like, let's, we should just go right into the game. But we right. have all this nonsense that goes on. And then the week leading up, it'll be exciting. And bef- I'm saying, like, football can get away with doing this. Any other sport, I think this would be a massively bad decision. But football can just be like, you know what? We could take a month off if we want because every one of yeah, you idiots are going to watch.
3: Right when the Super Bowl plays, the whole world stops. Yeah. The whole all of America stops. Not the whole world, obviously, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm absolutely with you. I, I and I think it would be smarter for them to move it back after the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they're afraid of ratings. The ratings are still bad. It doesn't really matter. Sure. And I think that people would prefer to watch it the week after the Super Bowl because it's like, okay, well, that's still one le- one more week of football. So let's watch that. I mean, I guess. We're going to get the XFL this year. So that's something to at least, I'm um, throwing up air quotes, look forward to yeah. in the football. Are you looking forward to world? the XFL at all? No, no, not even a little. So we went over how bad, didn't we go over how terrible the logos are on this yeah. show? Logos or was that are the bad. A- I think that was the AAF, AFF. Okay. okay. It might have been. It, no, you know what? I'm pretty sure it was the XFL because then we go over the Vipers and Maybe. all those teams. I mean, the logos are bad. The players are bad. They're trying to
2: make their unique stuff. I mean, all they're doing is just capitalizing on a platform that people like and just assuming that people will miss football so much that they'll want the XFL and they just Yeah, ESPN they does a
3: 30 for 30 for the XFL and all of a sudden people want it to come back. Well, I mean it's just ridiculous. It, nostalgia is the biggest
2: uh, the biggest con of the last twenty years for any of us. A, 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 all of us, if you're over thirty, you have experienced nostalgia. You're like, oh, I listen to that song, you know. Oh, like songs that are garbage, just trash songs you probably made fun of, you know, uh, pulled people's underwear over their head because they listened to it. You hear it now at like 32, you're like, mom, oh, it's like high school. Like we get all those <laughs> sort of things and we get nostalgia. <laughs> so that's what the XFL is taking advantage of is there's this nostalgia of this secondary football league that was with the NFL. Uh, or, you know, the NFL kind of <clears throat> embraced a bit. You had McMahon, you had he hate me. You, know, you just had some stuff involved with it that were at the time, Nobody cared about it. It was like, um, you know, it's like those cult movies. You know, those movies that make like a right. million dollars at the box office and, every, you know, um, like idiocracy. And then people just love after the fact. That's like what the F- XFL was, except idiocracy is great. The XFL <laughs> is not going to be that good. It's just going to be mediocre players again that are pretending to be like really high in competitive football. And it's just...
3: um just I mean, can, it is high in competitive football, but the, the bottom line is if you don't have a good quarterback and there's not 32 NFL caliber quarterbacks, and right? also so, the
2: secondary guys are the backups in there. Yeah, so. they're
3: not good. Like, uh, th- one guy came out of the XFL uh, as far as the quarterback Tommy. position goes that I can remember is Tommy Maddox. Yeah. You're so. Right. Uh, I and he wasn't that great. He was on a really good team with the Steelers when he uh, left the XFL, but he just wasn't that good. That's why he got beat out by a rookie. So uh, I don't know, man. It, it's uh, the XFL. I hope it's fun, and I hope it's better than it was last time. I can't imagine that it's as bad. Uh, th- the games. No, it'll as
2: they be were last time. It'll be more competitive. There's gonna have. Um, I bet you'll have more advanced play calling like the AF suffered from like conservative NFL play calling with not great players. The best thing that they can embrace here is taking like the, um, the arena football mentality with these guys in an open field and just make it exciting. Like the players don't have to be great, but spread out the offenses, do exciting stuff. People will watch it. I mean, but again, it's just like the pro Bowl. Like people are going to watch it. People actually cared about the players that got, um, that got put on the roster. Like people are are going to care this week.
3: What are your big uh, Pro Bowl memories? Like speaking of nostalgia, like I I remember Neil Smith and your guy, uh, Kevin Gogan getting in a fight. That's it. That's
2: the one memory I have is that literally you pulled it is those two getting in a fight when there was still a little bit. That was like the last bastion of care that players had <laughs> in the pro bowl and then it just became players don't show up everyone's just kind of having fun and just doing the stuff and it's like I'm not against fun it's just it's not good football like I looked at the line dude the line
3: is 51 on the over under can you bet on this because why would you not take the over dude people are playing dfs in it I mean, like uh, you wild. can you can do all that stuff with it i my memories of the pro bowl are that the fight uh, the idiot kicker comment that Peyton Manning said, remember when he was talking about VanderJet, that was at the Pro
2: Bowl. Oh, was it? Okay.
3: And, and uh, I remember Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor eliminating Brian Mormon from the pe- face of the planet. Do you remember that when he was going – like Sean Taylor didn't have uh, you know a ratchet-down gear. He just didn't. So if you put him in the Pro Bowl, he's playing it like it's a normal game. Yeah. And the AFC ran this fake punt. Brian Mormon was running in the sideline and Sean Taylor obliterated him broke his nose I, I mean it was you know just a goofy trick play that they're running on special teams in the pro Bowl and Sean Taylor it was like watching uh you know um what uh, Adam Sandler throwing the dodge balls at the little kids yeah it was the same deal you so. know what I'd rather see in the pro Bowl I'd rather see
2: players play at a position I would rather see like a tight end at quarterback. I'd rather see some offensive linemen out at wide out. You know, just like when a player, like in a senior, you know, he's Got last have, time uh, out there. Let him do weird stuff. I'd rather like <laughs> it get that level of fun than try to to pe- try to pretend that this is competitive and wide
3: receivers and kickers on the offensive line. Wouldn't you like to see kind of cornerbacks
2: stuff? and wide receivers flip? You know, uh, yeah, corners are be being on. Aw- wouldn't that just be more fun? Like if you're if this game is going to be fun, so much fun, then mm. go full on. Go full on fun for it. Otherwise, I just like I mean, I'm a Scrooge to it. To me, even worse this year, it's not a competitive, fun game. If I was really bored, I suppose it's football, so how can I complain? But it's also it's like, Is that the Super Bowl this BP this weekend? Let's I mean, get would to you it.
3: rather watch the Pro Bowl or Uh, You know, the Senior Bowl is today as we're uh, as this is airing. Uh, I would much rather watch like a replay of the Senior Bowl than watch the Pro Bowl at all. Right. Yeah, I totally
2: agree. I mean, you know, this is becoming a total crap on the, the Pro Bowl, but it's just it's one of those things. You know, there's no guys from the Super Bowl in there. Guys will do goofy things. Nothing is ever memorable. I mean, my God, man. There are handfuls more memories of the baseball All Star game than, th- than there are the Pro Bowl. Well, I just wish they would move this thing. And it's not in Hawaii anymore. So it's like, all right, what are we
3: doing? No, it's in Hawaii. Oh, is yeah, it in Hawaii? I, I think it is. I don't think uh, it's I in Hawaii. I don't even know where it is. That's how much I don't care. I think it like, Just I just do not care. Yeah, give you're wrong. Ass. Orlando, uh, Florida. It's in Orlando? Okay, so they've switched it from Orlando to Hawaii and then back to Orlando. And I'm almost positive that after this one, they're going back to Hawaii. Florida man plays
2: football. That's Florida man
3: plays football. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a joke, but I like, I don't, I, I watch the all-star stuff for baseball. Like even, even the game, like the game is just okay. And it doesn't matter for anything anymore. And even when it did, it wasn't that big a deal. It's a fun event. I've gone to a bunch of all-star games. It's like, it's a fun event in the middle of the summer, uh, but you know, like when I went to Kansas city, it was, I, I enjoyed the barbecue just as much as I enjoyed, uh, the home run derby and, and the all-star game and stuff, you know, um, it w- when I went to it here, it was, it, I just like drinking and hanging out with my buddies, you know, it's just kind of, it, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, the NBA all-star game is just, you have to be a celebrity to get into and yeah. I, I think you have to have thousands and thousands of dollars to pay for that ticket uh, because all the celebrities want to go watch the, the all-star game and you know, the, it's way, way more limited on seats than any of these other things. So I don't know. It's just like, a
2: weird time. That's all that this is to me. It's a weird yeah, time. I'm anxious. I don't like this break between though. I know, you know, players can get a little bit healthy. Coaches can, you know, drum up some cool stuff that can make the Super Bowl fun. I've just never liked this extra week break in between. Cause it's, it, it kills a little bit of the momentum. Like I don't care what anyone says. Like I know football's football. But it kills a little bit of the momentum coming off of what the Chiefs did, what the 49ers have done, and then all the talk that is surrounded in it right now because there is a lot. So when we come back, we'll take a look—just a quick little look at the Super Bowl. Obviously, next week we're going to probably go heavy into it. But I thought this was interesting: this um, how handicapping the how uh, football handicapping contest winners are picking the Super Bowl right now. We can go through that. Plus, you have got one of the mainstays in the NFL retiring. And then it instantly becomes a Izzy Hall of Famer. Another thing that I just can't stand, but it is out there. And then uh, guess who's back in jail? <laughs> guess who's back in trouble? Maybe that's the way to say it. All of that coming up, so don't go anywhere. More in this league. It's Bogman, it's Welsh. We got three hours of this, so don't go anywhere back.
1: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. As we like to say, we don't dish; we serve. Listen and follow two guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it! Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh, in this league. <laughs>
2: We're back. It is in this league right here on Sports Grid. It is the Scott Bogman, the the Welsh, the, the Welsh, the, the Welsh, the, the Welsh. You can find Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Myself at is it the Welsh and patreon.com slash ITL army. That is where everything resides. Lots and lots and lots of new uh, army members in here. So keep it up. Keep up the garbage trash bag giveaway. Zip uh, it up. Just in case people forgot Bogman. They can zip it out if you are. Yeah, you know what? I forgot about army. it
3: for a day. Yeah. So I was we, having a good day, and then you reminded me of that. We've so. had a
2: lot of new sergeants in the ITL army. That is the second tier level, which it is the best value that we have. It's only five bucks a month, Then you get all these lists. We do. You get the secret shows. You just get tons of stuff. But the ten, but the ten dollar one, lieutenant, is where not only do you also get all those things, plus access to our group me room. You also get an autographed bag yet yeah, listen no big deal an autographed scott bogman carl's jr bag collector's item was going to be a one of one but the amount of people that have signed up it's going to be like a one of 15 right now
3: i'm just going to write on each bag one of question mark so
2: <laughs> okay well we'll get all of them after and we'll just do one of and you know one dash whatever the actual number is and <laughs> we've even had uh, personalized uh, messages requested so i mean you're turning into like well Dwight Clark used to, he used to do autographs where he would write out the play for the catch. And that was part of his autograph, which by the way, just if I could have had one like really cool piece of memorabilia before Dwight Clark passed away, it would have been that like that would have been so awesome to have, you know, like a, whatever he would do, you know, he'd do like football helmets or something like that with not only him autographing it, but writing out the actual play of the catch. I think that is so freaking uniquely cool.
3: So what do I have to do, like uh, write up the guacamole burger I order? Think the order like, yeah, yeah. I think like, you have
2: to like no pickles or no pickles, no tomatoes.
3: Yeah, no tomatoes. They don't do pickles at, at uh, Carl's Show. Oh, I wouldn't uh, So, um, yeah, but, but yeah, n- no, no tomato. Uh, but, I mean, the Double Western, the, there's none of that. Like they know what you're doing when you order the Double Western. It's uh, you don't want any of that lettuce crap. You don't want anything healthy. So we'll put onions on there, but they'll be uh, they'll deep be fried. Yeah, everything. I was about to say, isn't that the one oh. with the onion ring on it? Yep. Yeah, it sure is. So, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, just straight to the heart. Here you go. Well, um, that's a collector's item. We, we're given, we're doing that, and it's amazing how many people have jumped on. So, yeah, man, all this stuff, patreon.com. We like to have so much fun now, bringing fun and fantasy. That's important to us.
3: Are you going to, like, videotape me or take a picture of me doing these for the authentication here?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's important. What I said before (laughs) is I want to have one of those sessions. If you've ever seen, like, you know, you'll see, like, hey, Vladimir Guerrero signing his first cards with Bowman, and he'll sit at a table and – it'll have a bunch of cards and maybe some mini helmets and, you know, baseballs or whatever. Like I want to have one of those and I want to have a line of bags, maybe some um, containers for the double Western cheeseburger, you like a couple of those. So it'll just be like your authentication session and maybe we'll even record it just so people know that it's real. I mean, cause they're, you know, we see fakes out there. China might start, you know, making some of those uh fake Carl's Jr. Bogman autograph bags oh, out there and
3: selling. Man, them. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. They're gonna start <laughs> what what is the AliExpress? They're gonna start making uh, like, Carls Jr. bags? Well, I mean, if you're on my... eBay,
2: man, start looking and making sure it's an <laughs> authenticated Bogman autograph piece of garbage.
3: One of one, right. One of two. So yeah, uh, you work on your get autograph? Get... How's your autograph? Your autograph game wasn't too great uh a while Whoa, back. Oh, It's terrible. Right. Yeah, I mean I, I don't one. It, it, it's not good. So it's uh, subpar is what I would say. Uh,
2: Mine, see, the community minus, likes a so. good like autograph. So you should maybe work on
3: let's get it fixed. Like do like a big swooshy
2: S and then a line and then a big B and then a line. Something like that. That'd look good.
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, w- we'll see what I get. So my handwriting is horrific. Like it is it's pretty bad. It's. Pre- I would be the worst serial killer. They wouldn't be able to read my notes at all. So uh, they'd be like, what does this say he's going to take? A what to the who No, I don't understand any of this. He says he's going to wrap a box. What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was a good one, right?
3: Oh, yikes. Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: man. Hitting on
3: all cylinders today, boy. Oh, man. That one that, got uh, me, too. <laughs> that one, yeah. That's a little push me over the top there. So. It something uh, in my eye. That oh, one
2: got me.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I agree. I remember when we were doing our uh, completely stupid, idiotic book that we decided to do for whatever reason the second time. You know, what do they say? Um, uh, <laughs> what's that old quote of insanity? Doing, thing, me? doing uh, things uh, multiple times, expecting yeah. a different outcome. Doing uh,
3: things the same way and expecting yeah. a different result, right?
2: We did like a special version of the book. Where we we just did like an auction and it was like we would make little notes in the book to send to people. And I, I remember because you and I were at Surprise Stadium. We were going to see a game. And I had some of the books and we were, you know, making little notes and just doing little funny stuff in the book. That was a collector's item. And Bogman was like, "Mm, you do this. You do all the writing of the things. And he's like, I don't (laughs) want to do the writing. And he didn't. So I did
3: it. No, my handwriting is it's uh, legit terrible. It's really, really bad. So uh, I I, that's why uh, I was so happy that nobody do like do they even teach handwriting in school anymore? Like, is that a thing?
2: I mean, I don't know. It's been 20 something years since either one of us have been in school. So right. I don't, I have no idea. I, I was actually, I talked I mean, to my kid children. about this. Well, well right. I mean, I talked to my kid about the thing and uh, about cursive specifically. And he was just like, yeah, I'm never going to write in cursive. And I'm like, well, it's important to know though, man. I'm like, you don't want to not have that skill. And he's like, yeah, okay. He's like, but I'm not going to use it. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, most people don't anyways.
3: <laughs> he's already smarter than everybody else. Right. So he's yeah, exactly. Like, it's like yeah you're right but no one uh, is ever going to use this. Every time I like, see common core too and it's just
2: like listen dude like we're going to use a calculator. Uh, unless you're going to be some, you know, some guy working on the coronavirus or something like that. Like you don't need to know the breakdown and the you know intertwinings of how we got to solving whatever that problem is. Like I'll just use a calculator. Or you know what? I'll put the problem in Google and I'll say Google what does this say? That's how we solve things nowadays.
3: Uh, I do like one of the podcasts we listen to. The guy's like, stop using your phone as your brain. Well, it's part of your brain now. So uh, everybody has their phone. That
2: same logic is being like, stop using the car as your legs. You can just walk everywhere. It's like, no, I'm not. Why why don't you train
3: your horse to take you to places?
2: Come on. I just miss the times when, you know, we all uh, walked four miles and talked with each other, had nothing to do. And we also had to, you know, we had to kill the animals and drape them up and skin them.
3: I mean, you know. Why can't everybody die from gum disease?
2: Don't use grocery so cool. store as your food source. Shut up, you moron! What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> should we talk about it, things? It is dumb. It is, yeah. By I the guess way, we should on a
2: shirt wrap the box. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping a box that's got to go on a shirt, right?
3: <laughs> Wrapping. Uh, box. Yeah, right next. To, we'll sell it at the uh, Mindhunter store with the oh. <laughs> BTK stuff. I like
2: it. Oh, that's pretty man. good. Um, all right, so handicapping. I this is interesting. This article, how football handicapping contest winners are picking the Super Bowl. This is an article by David Burnham on ESPN right now. And it's it's across the board because you've got like, it says ESPN asked the winners of three NFL handicapping contests to briefly break down the Super Bowl between uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers using their ap- approach they implemented to win their respective contests. So... You have this uh, Gary and Roxanne Heineman. who, let's see, what is their whole deal? They're old people. Um, they're headed to the blah, blah, blah. For Super Bowl, Heinemans are riding the underdog 49ers. Roxanne already placed her bet on the Niners. Gary says he's waiting to see if the point spread moves. Quoted, Kansas City has a slight edge in the offensive department, but we're both leaning on the defense, and the 49ers have, he says, a slight de- uh, edge on defense. Okay, bub. ESPN, uh, Gary told ESPN, that's what we came up with. And we're told over and over that defense wins championships. Now, Bogman, this is one of, I don't even know if they said which contest. They won the Sugar House Bet Rivers $500,000 Pro Football Pick'em contest, which was uh, in the mix for first. But I don't know what that, any of that means. But I've heard a lot of people taking the time out to crap on this defensive idea. For some reason, This seems to be the Super Bowl where every every other Super Bowl we've had, it's like, oh, defense, defense, defense. For some reason, now that the 49ers here and Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, I see a lot of like, yeah, okay, everyone says defense, but guess what? I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come out and they're going to shut out the 49ers. Apparently, defense doesn't win Super Bowls when it's the 49ers or against Patrick Mahomes is what I have been seeing.
3: Yeah, you know, I never understood uh, – I never understood the the saying that defense wins championships uh, because it doesn't balance wins championships. I actually did like uh, – I remember in high school I did a report on does defense actually win championships, and the answer is not really. A balanced team wins, uh, wins championships. But I think you got – in this game particularly, I think you have to look at the overall strengths. And do you think that the Chiefs' offense – which is their strength is stronger than the strength of the Niners defense. I just don't think it is. You know, they both they both have holes in those units too. Like the the Chiefs don't run the ball very well and the Niners if if you have more than one Mississippi, you can beat them deep. You know, uh, Sherman got beat deep yeah. against Devontae Adams, and he's not going to have a good matchup, whether it's against Hill or Watkins. They're both going to be able to torch him. And uh, the other side— You're just going to see a lot um, less man, though, with the 49 Like, right, they you know, implemented yeah.
2: thinking, I think, that Sherman could play more man with Devontae Adams— they're going to play a lot less man in this because Sherman Sherman will get his ass roasted by Tyree Hill every single play of the game if they if they did, did that. Did you so.
3: see Daryl Rivas by the way oh, trying yeah. to come after nonsense. Richard Sherman? Give me an
2: effing break, dude. nonsense with what it. are you talking? So about? So you're getting at the point that these are t- you know there there are holes on both sides of it,
3: but well I told you by the way before the game was over because you know. Uh, we were talking about the Super Bowl because the Niners were dominating the Packers. And then the Packers started to come back. You should have seen the nervousness on the Welsh's face. Yeah, man. You took so, a video of it.
2: I had, like, I my did. hoodie over my face, on my, and I was just – I couldn't <laughs> – I could barely
3: watch. Yeah, it was it was getting intense at the end when Green Bay started to try try to make that comeback in that run. Uh, but it was uh, – I told you, I, I said before any lines came out, I said – this is going to be a one and a half to two and a half point uh, spread in favor of Kansas City because people watch people want to watch offense. They want to watch uh, team score touchdowns. And that is going to be the popular bet. But I think most smart, the smart money, in my opinion, is going to be on the Niners because to me, I feel like the Niners have kind of dominated all year long. Kansas City has gone through ups and downs. They might be peaking right now, but they've let. They let Tennessee take the lead early, and they let the Texans uh, get out to a huge lead in the, well, first, in the first quarter against
2: them. And that's them. an important thing, you know, in this conversation where it's become about the 49ers' defense versus Patrick Mahomes and the offense. The other thing to consider is the 49ers' offense, they're not passing because they're, I mean, Mostert went to. 220 yards. So this is also, um, you know, the team that goes in motion more than any other team in the NFL a team that has got a really, really good dude behind the play calling who's going to open it up. So you also have the Niners offense versus the Chiefs defense where it bends. Now here's number two. This one they call rushes per completions. This is Isaac Meyer, who's a 34-year-old portfolio manager from L.A. He uh, won the Circus Sports Million Pro Football Contest in Vegas He had a 69.5% of his 85 picks against the spread. That was his percentage. He hit 69.5% of his 85 picks against the spread, and he won $1 million. That was the grand prize in this Vegas handicapping contest. Um, His take on this, again, this article is about how these big game winners are taking this game. He says, it looks obvious that the Chiefs have a strong offense advantage over the Niners, but... It's the non-obvious that makes champions. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs average over nine adjusted net yards per pass attempt this season, while the Niners average is seven. Still, the Niners have been extremely efficient on offense. The efficiency metric that I've used is used in rushes plus completions per game. If the number is 52 or more, it means that the offense is playing efficiently. It is not predictive of the outcome of the game, but it helps in... Um, uh, adj- uh, 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 what? Uh, what? <laughs> whatever between two quality teams <laughs> I heard That word just completely shut my brain down The Niners, here you go The Niners average 51.9 rushes and completions per game The Chiefs average 47 rushes and completions So where he's going with this at the end He goes, these two teams are talented on both sides of the field They both can score on offense and can get stops on defense On balance, while my gut says the Chiefs The numbers slightly favor the 49ers. So that is where number two is. And let me just go to number three here because this was picking the big three winners. This was the Westgate Super Bowl contest winners. It says two childhood friends in Nebraska, Matt and Eric, they uh, were in sports betting. They dabbled, blah, blah, blah. They put their picks into the prestigious Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, and they finished above 500% in last year's contest. This year they won it all. They had, it was a field of 3,328 contestants. They finished 58, 25, and 2, which is 69.9%. Imagine, had they gone into that other contest, they would have beat the other dude. They claimed $1.4 million. So here's their quick take. They call, uh, they use some of key pillars from their it ain't breezy approach. Here is how they broke it down. Pillar one. Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Mahomes is the better matchup. Mahomes played two fewer games and still outproduced uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He has more weapons at his disposal and did not throw the picks Jimmy does. Pillar number two, head coach Andy Reid versus Shanahan. Overall, Reid has the advantage in experience and overall winning percentage at 61.8%. Pillar number three, offensive line. Hands down, the Niners have the better offensive line and it's not close. Pillar number four, defensive line, hands down, the Niners. So... In addition to the pillars, he says, we don't see anything on the injury report that shows an advantage. We think the NFC was the better conference. The Packers Saints and and Seahawks, the Niners went through, were legitimate Super Bowl teams. The NFC, AFC only had two contenders. Their pick, 49ers plus one. So all three of the huge big uh, handicapping contest winners have picked the 49ers in this one, even though I've seen such a strong narrative about how Patrick Mahomes is going to blow out this defensive conversation.
3: Yeah, and and look, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the most popular player going into this game, so it's not that surprising that uh, people want to pick Patrick Mahomes. He's a fun player to watch. He set the world on fire last year, Uh, super popular, and he still has it. I I saw someone saying... And I just thought this was so ridiculous. And by the way, I, I love the NFL network, but I hate it when they quote their own people. You know what I mean? Like the people that are on their network, it's like, oh, Peter Schrager said this. Look at this quote from him. It's like, really? Come on, man. Like, it's Peter Schrager. If Jerry Rice said it or Joe Montana said it or something, quote those guys. But like, I, and I like. Peter Schrager. I just don't think they should be Can throwing I ask you his something. Quotes, Why don't you like Peter around. Schrager? I know I, I do like him. I just don't think they should be sending out like th- they'll like do artwork for his quote. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I'm like, okay, a guy said something on a morning talk show, and you're gonna quote him and, and act like it's a, this big quote or something. Like, uh, I, I think it might have been one of those, but it said. If Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he's the new face of sports in the United States. Ah, uh, but I mean, that's I like, that's uh, LeBron well, here. has something to say. To
2: you. We gotta go to let's go to break. Let's talk about that when we come back. Uh, more in this league, Bogner Noel. Well. LeBron
1: I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door.
0: After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I
2: probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work.
0: Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League.
2: All right, welcome back. It is In This League right here on Sports Grid, ITL Boys. You can find the podcast, whether it's this one or ITL Football. Or ITL baseball or basketball or prospect one or college, whatever it is, you can find it on all of the platforms, except for Podcast Attic, apparently. Uh, you can find all of them, but baseball. I apparently am Podcast Attic, but they're a little bit of a problem. But everywhere else, you can find all of our shows. So make sure you go subscribe. I mean, I know I know the baseball fan is getting ramped up. They're getting very ramped up. It's I mean, it's still January as we're doing this, but February starts to mark the time as soon as guys start to, you know, step into reporting and stepping into camps. People are going to be picking up, and guess what? We've got a litany of podcasts, whether it's player debate podcasts or our actual like dynasty breakdowns or whatever over on the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast. So go subscribe, go check it all out before Patrick Mahomes becomes the number one face in the whole sports world. Did you see an article that is just great? It was about the Detroit Tigers have drafted more uh, Pro Bowl high yeah. end caliber quarterbacks in the Detroit lions <laughs> have because Patrick Mullins was drafted by the tigers at one point and that the tigers are bad tigers and lions should probably communicate and the tigers can let them know what quarterbacks they should be looking at.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's to be honest, that is just as ridiculous as creating artwork for a Peter Schrager quote. Like it's <laughs> you the same are thing.
2: really in on Peter Schrager. Like, <laughs> no,
3: I actually, I actually like Peter Schrager. It's just, it, it's a funny thing that they do where I'm like, Wait a minute, because I looked at this quote and I, and I I don't even remember what it was, but it was like, well, that's a pretty good point. And then I'm like, who said this that they're making artwork for their own guy? It's weird. You know, it'd be like if you made a big uh, artwork and said, you know, it was like, I'm going to, you know, do whatever and eat sausage bread. And it's this big, creative, very over the top artwork. And then you signed it, Scott Bogman. Like, who cares, right? Who cares what I say? It's funny, you know. It's not. It's not like a. It's not something you get tattooed on you. That, that, that's all. That's all I'm. Saying. I am but
2: surprised I mean- that someone would say. I mean, but it feels like they're just taking the low hanging fruit, where they're just like, yeah, man, you know, like, well, this is the biggest sport in the U.S. And this is the, maybe the biggest face of it. So they have to be the the biggest face of all the sports in the whole planet. You know, the, the UN Alliance of, uh, the expanse earth, you know? Right. Mars right. will bow down to, uh, to Patrick, Mahomes, to Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, exactly. But I, the belters, just, the belters are not big Patrick Mahomes guys.
3: No, the OPA doesn't like him. but no, the, no, no. uh, uh I, I just, I don't, I, I don't get that, uh, I guess maybe you know Patrick Mahomes is on two commercials. He's on the Head and Shoulders commercial and he's on the State Farm commercial. Aaron
2: Rodgers so, is on more commercials than him.
3: He, he is Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning is still in, in yeah, commercials, man. and I feel like he's still more recognizable than Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he had a long career. Did he say stuff. the face of the world or something? Or is he no, no, saying no, face all. of American sports?
2: Uh, well, okay. I mean, that's he did. If he said American,
3: that's not. That's I not still over the think top. LeBron. It's still LeBron. Way over him. You know, well, I agree uh, and, and according to ESPN, you'd think it's Zion uh, from his one game <laughs> of American sports that he's played. So, uh, well, I, I don't know, I man. I two like, now,
2: Bogman. I think two might be it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. His two games now, but yeah, you're right. But, but I just, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I just thought that was a little bit over the top. I mean, what if they barely win? What if they win and it's a low scoring game and he throws four interceptions? You know what I mean? Like, there's too many factors that could add up, you know, he could, the chiefs could win and he could not be the MVP. I mean, I'd be kind of surprised Yeah. Uh, because it's what the NFL and NCAA and all those places like to do. How bad of a look just, would it
2: be if uh, it was Tyree kill, you know, if like Tyree, kill, Tyree uh, kills the uh, type uh, of guy that could scorch the Niners for 200 plus yards because he, I mean the, I've no doubt in my mind that the Kansas city chief offense is going to be built around finding open lanes for Tyreek Hill because he's going to be able to burn the corners and the Niners focus is going to have to be on that because the Chiefs don't have that great of a semblance of a running game and they're going to have to go away from it and they've also got good cover linebackers that you don't have to make the focal point of your offense around Travis Kelsey so it's going to be about Hill so both sides are playing the same thing Tyreek Hill goes for 200 they're going to have to justify giving that to Patrick Mahomes because I don't think they're going to want to go give that MVP Super Bowl MVP trophy to a Tyreek Hill
3: yeah, you know, well, Tyreek kills all, all of his weird offseason stuff. Kind of, didn't we? Didn't we kind of? We didn't sweep it under the rug or anything, but we found out there was much more to it than everybody thought. Like his his girl was crazy, right? Like, and that's not a you know, uh, women be shopping, women mm-hmm. are crazy. It was like she was, uh, you know, blackmailing him and threatening him and stuff. So Wade's ex. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So uh, I think that a, a little bit of that has gone away. So like the hatred towards Tyreek Hill has uh, come back a little bit. as I was, it just probably trying,
2: to, sh- I was trying to bring should. it back up.
3: Uh, he's trying to-, <laughs> <laughs> trying to
2: remind everybody that Tyreek Hill not a great person. That's what I'm trying to remember. <laughs> uh, we're here, where Raheem Mostert, I don't know if you heard Bogman, uh, cut from six or seven different teams, just trying to support his family. Um, very grateful to be where he is. Just, you know let yeah, you know about well, that narrative too. <laughs> uh,
3: well uh, do you think Chiefs fans are bringing up uh the possible mob connections between the oh, bosses and uh, uh, i'm I'm just saying that's that's been a rumor so you know if we're looking for bad dirt Patrick' I mean, gonna put find behind
2: ketchup on a steak
3: that's done you know what that's the worst. That's Don't the deal. worst thing of all of them. That mm-hmm. anything we mentioned, so any mob connections or any of that stuff. Patrick Mahomes put ketchup on a steak. Yeah. That's not okay. You gonna? This is, um, this is America. You are gonna tell me oh, that this the is America. of American sports is putting ketchup on steak. Childish Bogbino. We do things, son. Oh, it's, it's not your, how we do. it. It's your
2: new song, Childish Bogbino. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> we put F one on steaks. This is America.
3: Oh, well, it's A1. A1. You Sorry,
2: said F1. <laughs> and
3: you only do A1 on cheap-ass steaks. Like, <sighs> what you you, the, whatever steaks? they were selling that guy in the Waffle House who had to go there for his uh, fantasy football punishment, that Waffle House steak, that gets A1. I don't the know how to feel about does that, does by the way. A1. Like,
2: there's a part of me that I like the fun of it, but I don't know if people read the article. It was, you know, of course— You know, Matthew Barry and everybody jumped into it. Some guy lost a bet where he had to stay in a a waffle house for 24 hours, which seems very sketchy. And then every waffle he eats, he can, like, take off an hour. But he was just, like, manically tweeting about it. And it started off, like, funny and entertaining. But then I was just like, hmm.
3: How bad is it that my first thought was like, well, dude, just eat 24 waffles. What are you doing?
2: Well, he tried. I think he, I think in if he got to
3: four and he was being a wuss about it after four.
2: I don't think I've ever been to a waffle house. I just know where the waffle houses are located in Phoenix. And that's not anywhere I'd want to be for one hour, let alone 24
3: I remember, I think the first Waffle House I ever went to, uh, uh, my my family and I were going down to Nogales to get, uh, you know, medication. Because <laughs> right. so Please tell me
2: there was not a Waffle House in Nogales that you no, went to. No, it
3: wasn't to. in Nogales. It was in Tucson. Which
2: <laughs> okay. Might as <laughs> well be the same
3: thing. But no better. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, But I'm sitting there and I'm like it's so early in the morning because you know you have to beat traffic if you want to go down there and stuff
2: because and you got to beat the uh, the uh, the human traffickers and the coyotes yeah, and right, stuff that right. are down there yeah right
3: all of the coyotes and the drug drug traffickers you got to beat all those people so i um i'm eating my waffle and i'm in that like you know when you're still in that daze where you haven't woke up yet because they're like, all right, we're going, get in the, get in the van. And I'm just sleeping in the back seat. So they wake me up when we get to Tucson for breakfast. And I'm, I'm like in my own zone. And then one of the guys with the, uh, the throne thing is ordering all of his stuff and he's ordering his stuff. And I'm like, "What?" like, I thought I was in a weird movie. I look over and I see him. And I saw something come out of his throat hole. Oh. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. That. So that is my, like, first thought of Waffle House was he was oh. eating something and something came out. I don't know. It was eggs or something. I don't know what oh. it was. But I was, yeah, I was, Ew. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, let's get out of <laughs> here. I, I would rather drink all of the water in gallus than stay here in, uh, stay here in this waffle house in tucson so uh probably a reason why i don't like tucson too so all right do you uh, think it, it's because of the waffle house was that yeah, just, that's gross it, is
2: it is it lame or is it cool am i jaded like it was fun when i read the thread but then i just got kind of like i don't know like it's like it became very try hardy but like, is that good? Like, do you enjoy when people do crazy? Like you and I don't do this stuff. Do you enjoy when people do crazy? Like I'm a loser at fantasy football and I wear a dress and I stand in the streets or, you know, I go to a waffle house for 24 hours. Like, do you like, well, that I stuff? think
3: it's like anything else. Like originally it was really funny. And, uh, now everyone has some type of weird punishment. I mean, there's a company that, that gives out, You know, uh, fake tattoos and there's there's leagues where you have to get a tattoo. I mean, if that's a, if you finish in last, place. I feel it's like too much. I feel like know. the last place fantasy
2: thing has become like America's funniest home videos. You know, when it first started, it was all real <laughs> and it was just like people are sending in these crazy videos. And then nowadays it's like, you know, people are out staging situations and, you know, I mean, that's now happening in every walk of life, every viral video right. we find out. We're like, yeah, that was like the third attempt and stuff like that. But that's all that that type of stuff is right now. And uh, I guess it's fine. I mean, I think, like I said, I had fun when I was reading this guy's, you know, testimony of every, you know, couple minutes he's tweeting a million tweet thread as he's at the Waffle House. And it was kind of funny. And then it was just like, All right. I found
3: the thread. The waffles are bigger than I
2: thought. So maybe yeah, they're not pretty the big ones. ones I think, is, 2 I thought, you're going to so. be struggling.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he said he had four down and he was feeling bad. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is like this is an interesting one. This is a newer one. Spend twenty four hours in the Waffle House. Um, I think know. it's better than.
2: I'll give this. I think it's better than most. He did a better job because he got uh, he got viral for it. I mean, I guess that's all that you can ask for. You got you know Matthew Barry and everybody's attention for it. So you did it. You did it a better way than you know, wearing your stupid dress or I've seen people do like a float. How does this
3: guy get 6.6 thousand likes on this and I eat a burger for every single D-backs loss and I don't get anywhere near this? 61,000 likes. I produced a Grammy hit, Shogo Akiyama. Bogman,
2: yeah. I got like 45 uh, likes. Like we're just not, it's never going to happen for us.
3: I guess not. We got to we got to figure something else out, but. No, uh, it's clear. Like I've come to terms with that. It is never
2: going to happen with us. We are not likable enough specifically me for that to happen and we just don't even if we have good stuff it's just not going to catch fire you know we we don't have the foresight to go and stay at a waffle house for 24 hours (laughs) and befriend all of the workers there
3: yeah i guess i I don't know Uh, this is an interesting one but i I think i still think we can do better like you know and and this people like this so and i still think we can do better you know what
2: maybe i could uh, catch some Catch some viralness next week when i move maybe i could throw rocks and try to assault the um the uh mover when oh, i make my move what no. do, do you think how successful would that be for me like
3: it was for antonio brown dude what is he doing like i, I mean everyone says uh-huh. that everyone says what is he doing but what is he doing and it's funny you know um I jail. mean, it's not funny. The, the, um, the Aaron Hernandez documentary, uh, you haven't got a chance to watch that. have you? I'm
2: going to give you everybody a preview. We are going to talk about that on the next secret show okay. because oh, I, have you watched, I've watched episode one okay. and the bomb they drop in that episode. Well, Casey Bubba and I are going to
3: talk about it a little bit cause he watched it. I asked well, him that's to watch fine. it. So you
2: and I are going to okay. talk about it. The bomb they drop at you with literally no lead up in episode one. You're like 45 minutes in and all of a sudden they just are like, by the way, and you're like, oh, I, we're going to talk about that on the secret show.
3: Okay. All right. But but like, you know, people after watching that, that, that thing, people are like, oh, I feel bad for Aaron Hernandez. It's like, well, there's plenty of guys with CTE and have other dark stuff in their life and don't go around – killing people you know uh, so yeah, uh, like even the stuff AB is doing he's not killing anyone like this is not great but uh, it's not what Aaron Hernandez the, wor- the
2: worst he thing on the planet about all of these Netflix documentaries on murders is the like the sorrow we're giving to just the worst people on the planet. Like the worst scumbag people on the planet getting like the like, Oh, it was like a tough life. And it was like, "Mm, yeah, I know so many of us. We don't have tough lives and we don't murder. It's like literally tough life just equals murder, right? Like it's, (laughs) it's ridiculous. But, um, if, if people didn't know, I mean, you have to have known at this point, AB got in more trouble. There's this big scene that happened at his house. Apparently, he moves some stuff from California to his home in Hollywood, Florida, and there is a disagreement of money. And um, what a shock. This mover comes, doesn't unload the stuff until he pays. Antonio Brown and his trainer freak out. They like throw some crap at the truck, dent the truck, and then the guy's like going to leave. And then, um, then the the company says, "Hey, go back." He agrees. He's going to pay some damages. They do the stuff, and uh, he takes it out, and then Antonio Brown pays for the original price, won't pay for the damages. They get in this big fight. This guy gets assaulted. Uh, move forward to Antonio Brown has a warrant for his arrest for battery. He has to turn himself in. He's getting out on $110,000 bail, and apparently they're really dropping a hammer from what yeah, I've seen. Like that looking at all of this stuff. There might be a life in prison that is being Talked about right now for this battery and the judge, Bob, I don't know if you oh, saw this, ridiculous. said life in prison. Well, yeah. yeah, they're through the battery like they're setting an example. He has to have a mental evaluation done before that's I think he can post the bail.
3: All of this stuff, GPS monitoring, drug and alcohol test, mental health evaluation. And uh, he's going to be required to surrender his passport and any guns in his possession. So, and this is all great after Drew Rosenhaus dropped him as a client, Drew Rosenhaus, you know, asked him to get, uh, to go see, uh, you know, a therapist or something about what is happening with him and his mental condition. And he refused to do it. So Rosenhaus dropped him like, that's how, you know. Yeah. It's a real problem. When Drew Rosenhaus is refusing to try to make money off of you, you know you have a real problem. So Yeah, I mean, this is actually a uh, good thing. It's,
2: I mean, this is a good thing. Maybe we'll get something out of this. I mean, this is either going to tilt it in the furthest direction it's gone yet with right. him because, you know, like, this is going to turn into a, the world's against me, you know, harsher penalties for me, or they're going to be able to, like, simmer this down, you know, with the mental evaluation and monitoring and drug and alcohol, like, all of this stuff. It could be a good thing, but, the, I mean, he's on another level. He's on an absolute another level, and, um, I mean, it, it almost sad, feels dude. like he's a couple steps away from getting to, like, where Delonte West is. And I'm not even trying to make light of the right. Delonte West stuff. Like, Delonte no, West no, it's sad, getting his ass dude. beat in the middle of the street the other day, and people are trying to help him, and he's homeless. Like, Antonio Brown's not, like, there, but his – he is mentally well, you can in another see world. The
3: way that he spends money, like you know, uh, just he always was on private planes and stuff, and it, it's all this crazy. And he made a ton of money. And I'm not saying he's—I he, I have no idea about his financial situation, but you can just see it. Like this, these are the things that break a player after the NFL career. They're living large, and they think they can keep doing it. After, uh, you know, after their career is over and his career is pretty much over at this point. I can't imagine that uh, an NFL team signs him after this offseason, but. We saw it with Richie Incognito, so if he can get his life in order and set straight and uh, get back to some type of a normal thing, maybe he can uh, continue his NFL career, but it doesn't look good right now. It doesn't look like that's happening at all. All right, uh, end of Hour 1, that is
2: where we're at. Hour 2 coming up, more Bogman and me, Casey Bubba, coming up in Hour 3, so don't go anywhere in this league right here.